Welcome to The Adult Table, a podcast where we sit down with people in the SACE and our STEM community. We set the virtual table to bring in a diverse set of guests to engage in a casual conversation on their professional career and life. With this podcast, we hope that we can bridge the gap between the hierarchy involved with growing up. We can redefine what it means to be able to figuratively sit at the adult table. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason Chin. And I'm your other co-host, Jenny Chung. Today, we have Sweta Chirikuri, who is currently SACE West Regional Coordinator, the future West Regional Manager, (laughs) as well as um, a current SACE Pro Collegiate Relations person. (laughs) 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 She graduated from University of California, Santa Barbara with a Bachelor of Science in Physics and is currently pursuing a PhD at UC Irvine. So welcome to the show, Sweta. Great to have you here. Um, Hi, so we did thanks a, for having me. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to have uh, one of the many faces of SACE on this podcast. So uh, we just had a brief introduction for you. Do you want to fill in the gaps or anything we might have missed or um, go into a little pitch about yourself? A little pitch about myself? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I think you covered most of it. Um, yeah, I went to UCSB for my undergrad. And that's how I got involved with SACE. I am. Um, I joined my freshman year and then I never left and I'm still here. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, like we were looking at all your SACE positions and it's just so much to count. Like we have, okay, let me see if I get this right. UCSB fundraising chair, external VP, West regional planning committee, two years as a co-president, which is also just in itself a lot. And then after Mm -hmm. you're now, uh, programming committee, SACE Pro Collegiate Liaison, regional coordinator, and almost going to be a regional manager too. So like, I know first... I'm so like nervous about that. It's such a, <laughs> oh, well, you have all this experience, but I, our first question is just like, how, how do you do it? <laughs> and why? <laughs> um, the how is just, I just keep digging myself in deeper. Like when I'm like, Oh, maybe I should go do something else. I'm like, no, like, that's not fun. SACE is fun. Um, <laughs> but I guess like the why is like, SACE get, gave me like that kind of community I didn't have from like my actual major, really. When I was an undergrad at UCSB, being part of SACE, like let me meet people that I never would have met otherwise. And then like, once I started volunteering for nationals, you know, I got to meet people from across the country, like you two, that I also never would have met outside of SACE. So I think it's a sense of the SACE community that keeps me like going and inspires me to keep volunteering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I would have met you either if not for um, SACE and also moving to a new area. Um, I really wanted to find that community. And I think I I did meet you like maybe two years ago at a SACE like West hangout. I don't know if you remember, but it was like at Griffith Park. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I don't remember what it was. It was just like a, um, I think it was just like different chapters in the West region. I think it was 2018. Yeah, it was 2018. It was like I was when I haven't moved, I didn't move permanently yet, but I was there for an internship. And then Stefan was, had just moved because he was starting his full-time job. So we were just looking for new friends. We were like, what? we don't know anyone. <laughs> we need to meet new people. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool that everyone's like really accepting, even though they didn't, I don't think I knew anyone. Um, and I was like meeting everyone for the first time, but everyone was really chill. So I really liked that. And also, as you mentioned, like wherever you go, it's like you have a group of people that you can always reach out to. So yeah, I, I totally see that and why yeah, you're right. still involved. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I've talked about this a lot too, but when I went to San Diego, UCSD's chapter was like super open and it was like really nice to make sure I had a community out there to look out to. It seems like all those Cali chapters, you know, are really uh <laughs> really social and everything. But one one position that stood out, I think, is this SACE Pro relation or collegiate re- relations chair. I guess like relating to SACE Pro and how it's growing a lot, like as a professional chapters around the nation like there's a lot of more activity in trying to get states pro more established because i think right now it's like not as big or when i was in college it wasn't like necessarily something that a lot of people uh, were involved in so i guess like for you since you're like really involved in like planning some of their events also like i know you helped with the mentorship or i think you're behind like the mentorship between like pro and like collegiate chapters like where do you see states pro like going in a sense and like what do you wish like Sace Pro, what do you wish for Sace Pro to become in a sense? Since I know it's like still new and like you're working on like growing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the major reason for my mm-hmm. position is because we're trying to grow Sace Pro. Because right now we only have a couple of chapters like in the whole country. And maybe right. someday we can like get to as many chapters as the collegiate side has. Like to do that, we need to, you know, inspire people to keep staying involved in Sace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why, like, we're trying to bridge that gap between the collegiate side of SACE and the pro side of SACE by, like, holding events for them. And, like, like you mentioned, um, this year, like, we launched our mentorship program to, like, build those relationships a little bit more since we're all virtual anyway. We thought it would be a good time to try to make people connect through the mentorship program. But, yeah, um, because, like, to for SACE pro to grow, like, of course, you know, people can come, like, if they haven't ever been involved in SACE, they can still join a chapter. Mm-hmm. But like right. we found that a lot of people that do start these chapters that stay with these chapters that help these chapters grow are people that did SACE in college. And like you said, not a lot of people know like SACE Pro kind of exists just because it's very new, it's not very big. So when people graduate from college, they're like, well, I'm done with SACE, that's it. And we tr- like, we're trying to bring awareness to the fact like, hey, you can still have that big SACE community, you still have options to stay involved in SACE even post-graduation. So we're trying to like spread the word about SACE Pro and make sure people actually know that it exists and that they should join a SACE Pro chapter that's hopefully near them. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think like there's like that weird, there's like a transition when you graduate from university um, and then you enter full-time. I'm sure there's also some sort of transition between like just graduating undergrad and then going to a higher education where maybe SACE isn't as apparent in the community. I think we didn't realize it because we were so involved in our collegiate chapter that once we're outside of work, it's harder to make friends and all that sort of <laughs> thing as well. So I think that's also where I see SACE Pro fitting in where it's just like, okay, just like newly adults <laughs> trying to figure it out all together in a more social way that's like feels similar to college. Um, but it also like has the other adult aspects of like you guys can talk about full-time work things like finance and stuff like that I've seen some things that SACE Pro other chapters have done where it's like yeah we need that and I I really enjoy that I can still stay involved after graduating yeah I think they're trying to do a good balance of both professional stuff and like social stuff like SACE Pro has its whole own like separate conference that happens at the same time as like collegiate conference Mm -hmm. so you can actually get like you know professional training and actually advance in your career and all that while also you know getting that social interaction with people that are in your area Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think you mentioned a lot of like your goals and the successes that you have found through Safe Pro. But what are some of like the challenges that you foresee hitting? I guess in trying to reach those goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the biggest thing is like you know once we actually start adulting and like have jobs and all that, it's a lot harder to just find time for anything, let alone, you know, say stuff. So I feel like that's probably the biggest roadblock is like getting people motivated and like interested enough that they keep coming out and like they feel, you know, what's the word? Um, I want to say inspired because I say inspired a lot, but Mm -hmm. just passionate enough to like take the time out of their time after work to actually go to a SACE thing or like meet up with these SACE people and help their chapter grow and all that. Cause even though I don't have a job technically, I know that stuff's hard. <laughs> like once you clock out, you just want to be done and not just go home and live your life. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned, uh, I guess like a little bit about your post undergrad career, but like we mentioned, you're doing a PhD. So you're just wondering, kind of how that experience has been and what really led you to, I guess, follow this track and want to pursue higher education? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's been an interesting experience because my first year has been entirely virtual, which kind of <laughs> kind of sucks. It kind of takes away from the whole experience, similar to like how freshmen in college have like had the same kind of year robbed from them. It's mm-hmm. when you like go to a new college and you're meeting all these new people, it's weird to not have like that in-person interaction like I have never actually been inside like the building that I will probably spend the next four years in (laughs) like a majority of the next four years in like it's really weird but I think despite it all like our department and like our professors have really tried to help you know by facilitating either like meetups or like socials or like like socially distanced hikes for people that are actually here in Irvine already so yeah They've, they've tried to make the best of it. And like, we've managed to, you know, bond with each other and like learn a lot, despite the fact that it's all been virtual. <laughs> I don't think we mentioned this, but what is your PhD? What are you getting your PhD in? Yeah, so um, I'm getting my PhD in um, Earth System Science. What is, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain that for people who may or may not? Be- yes, uh, well, as with any subject, it's a broad area of things you know it's earth science you can specialize in whatever um what i hope to be working on well not hope will be working on with my advisor is looking at how climate change affects areas like ice sheets in antarctica and greenland and then glaciers around the world Mm. that kind of stuff so ice cool (laughs) so how did you like get that interest to want to pursue a phd in it was it yeah um (laughs) <laughs> I think like all through my undergrad, I always planned to go to grad school just because uh-huh. I wasn't really interested in going into industry with like a physics BS. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, most people do go to some kind of grad school if they want to like keep doing that. And initially, like what I did, like, or what I did like throughout my entire undergrad was actually astrophysics. So nothing to do with earth science, really. Uh-huh. But um, as much as I love, love, love space, so cool. There's so much rad stuff out there. I kind of wanted something a little more hands-on if I was going to spend five years and potentially the rest of my life working on something. It's like, I kind of wanted to have an experience, like a lot of the astrophysics work, like, you know, you don't get to actually go out there and, you know, look at a star that's (laughs) a billion years away, you know, like all that stuff. So like, I felt, I got this opportunity and I was like really drawn to the fact that like, 
you actually go out and do research because it's actually on the same planet as you <laughs> mm-hmm. and you can actually physically like see these changes and it also is a little more I don't want to say relevant because I don't want to put down anything but like it's a little more it affects us more directly I feel like because you know climate change is a very major thing and is definitely mm-hmm. real so I kind of like that aspect of it and so I ended up coming here and working on that that's mm-hmm. cool so do yeah. you, you get to go to like different sites and stuff or potentially in the future you can like go travel and I like- hope so I okay. that would be really cool mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny because um literally ever since I was a kid my favorite animal has been penguins so I feel like it was kind of like it was like kind of a sign I was like you know Mm. what maybe this is the path I should take I'm trying to save the penguins yeah (laughs) the ice caps are melting (laughs) yeah I think I mean it's 84 in March like come on (laughs) I think especially now the conversation on climate change has been more apparent, I guess, just since it's more imminent and it's coming in closer. And I guess like with a new administration trying to address a lot of these issues that we may not have been focusing on. But I don't know, do you have any advice for people who I guess aren't going for a PhD, but are like passionate about climate change and wanting to make a difference and like where to start? Mm hmm. I mean, you could always just start locally. Like, I'm sure you can Google something and find organizations near you that are trying to make a difference. You know, maybe your local politician is like trying to make a difference. I know some people's like reps are very like passionate and, you know, they're really trying to fight this battle, which is very respectful. And I kind of do hate that like climate change has kind of become very political. I feel like, yeah, right. It shouldn't be because at the core of it, it's plain science like it's happening it's it's not fake (laughs) it shouldn't be like politicized but unfortunately it kind of is these days so I am glad that you know we've rejoined the Paris climate agreement and you know we're trying to make some differences especially like I'm grateful to live in a state like California where they're really trying to do some stuff so going back to your bachelor's so did you start college knowing that you were like want to do something STEM related that you knew you want to do like physics with like space Mm -hmm. things Or was it like you kind of figured it out after you started college? Yeah, I'm actually kind of lucky. Like I went in knowing I wanted, like I applied as a physics major. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to do like astronomy, astrophysics and all that. Like ever since I was a kid, I was always fascinated by space and like loved learning about it and, you know, watching all those space documentaries and shows and everything. And so when I got to high school and like took physics and I was like, oh, so this is how I can do that stuff. So I'll just apply to be a physics major. And so kind of always had that kind of clear path. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I was having a conversation with Jason recently (laughs) about just like choosing career and how a lot of people have realized what they kind of want to do at a really young age, which is awesome. But like when we apply for college at like age of 17, we're like deciding what we want to do for the rest of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) And like, you know, some people are like, yeah, I don't think it was really right for me, but like career change is possible. But um, that's awesome that like you knew at such a like young age that you're like, yes, I want to do this. I really like this. And you're still, you know, kind of pursuing what you want now. So that's awesome. Yeah. Like I did change, you know, subjects, but overall Mm -hmm. it's the same kind of goal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to explore and find things and figure out why and all that. What do you think you would want to, I guess, pursue if it wasn't in STEM? Like, is there other careers that you think you would have been really interested in? Or oh my gosh, um, I need to think about this one. Yeah, like alternate universe. 
you didn't <laughs> watch all those space documentaries growing up. <laughs> <laughs> she never met a pink or saw a pink before, you know. <laughs> no, I don't know if Jenny knows, but like literally everywhere we go, I'm like, we have to go to the aquarium and see the penguins. Like mm. we did it in Chicago, we did it in Pittsburgh, we'll do it in Atlanta. Um, yeah. I don't know what I would have been otherwise. Maybe like something I don't think I could be in a film, but like something related to the film industry. Ooh. That's cool. <laughs> I'm just like kind of a big film person. So I guess like if I couldn't do STEM, I would do that. No, I think it's interesting you mentioned film. I think one thing that Jenny and Emily mentioned before is that you're a really, really big Disney and Star Wars fan. Is that correct? <laughs> I don't know if you can see my baby Yoda, but he's right there. And yes, many, many things that I own in this apartment are star wars related i'm not sorry about it <laughs> personally i haven't watched it i've I know never watched star wars no <laughs> okay the first thing we're doing when you get back to california <laughs> yeah i need to there's a lot of things i need to watch star wars i know do people like go chronologically i think that's like a or like people say oh, like, that's they like a debated around. conversation <laughs> yeah i personally don't go chronologically like i actually oh. made my friend like get into star wars last year and she's successfully now a stan so I'm okay. doing like, you know, good work out there in the community. Yeah, I would go like the originals. Well, okay. There's like, I think it's called the machete cut is what this order is called. And I feel like it's probably the best order. So you would go four, five, and then one, two, three, six. Oh, wait, no, actually you would go rogue one, four, five, one, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine. Huh. I don't know. It's just interesting hearing to start with Rogue One. I feel like a lot of Star Wars fans are really critical. I don't know. I, I also was more or got more into Star Wars later on. So I didn't have that attachment, I guess, to like the older ones or even like the prequels too. I was just like enjoying it and realizing. Listen, um, this fandom is wild. Like <laughs> plenty of people like a film and then like the other half of them hate that same film. So <laughs> It's really just up to you. I just went Rogue One first because like it leads directly into four. Like mm -hmm. literally the last frame is the first frame of episode four. So like just story-wise, it would take you along the path. But you can do whatever you okay. want, Jenny. Okay. I'll try. I'll okay, I'll I'll start. I have to start sometime soon. And I'll let you know. <laughs> There's only 10, 11. Aren't they like two hours or an hour each at least? Yeah, like, they're like two hours each. Yeah. Okay. But like you just I watch, will. you know, two a week. It's okay. Fun. Or it could be a really fun weekend. Just all true. Just stay up. Listen, I'll yeah. No. Okay. When I get back, to yours and Steph's place, and we'll just have yeah. a Star Wars marathon. We'll just binge watch it. I, yeah. I, I, sounds great to me. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> talked about like your interest in Star Wars, but is there something? that a lot of people don't know about you. I know like you're a really familiar face around the SACE community, but you only get to talk to these people at conferences or any of the regional stuff. Well, I'm flattered that I'm considered a familiar face around SACE. <laughs> oh my God, you're everywhere, Sweat. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like people like might know what I do maybe, but they don't see my face that much. Mm. Like, you know, planning for like national, well now it's national convention, but before it's national conference. Um, like people don't know like who exactly is all like are all the people on the committee like but you do you know reap the benefits of our work you know that kind of thing right. mm -hmm. um but something people don't know about me i don't know um i feel like 
it doesn't take very long for people to like know my core mm-hmm. you know <laughs> when you do like an icebreaker when you do like an icebreaker for the first time like meeting people what's your like go-to fun fact if you have one? Oh, my fun fact is always yeah. um i can touch my tongue to my nose because that like gets people oh. interested well see that's that's all i don't i didn't know that about you now I know. <laughs> now you know here okay okay for oh. the non for the <laughs> audio listeners oh yeah if you're watching on youtube can confirm it happens that's cool do you also do that at every icebreaker you have to show it or you just kind of yeah okay even if like i don't do it right off the bat everyone's like come on which is fair (laughs) but yeah i feel like everything else about me it's it's out there or like it's in my background like you can people know what i'm into Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm very open about it jenny jenny knows i do (laughs) so i guess like transitioning back to like the adult table and our podcast we always bring up kind of the graduation of um going from like the kids to the adult table because i feel like people say it's always gradual like it's not like an immediate shift it's more about like mindset so i kind of wanted to get your view on like how your mindset has changed growing up um and how you kind of realized at what point you're like oh i'm a real adult now so yeah, what are your views on that and how you've grown? Um, I think it would be like when I moved here to Irvine, like I live by myself in this apartment. And like when I started my PhD program, like, cause like I've always lived, you know, either with my parents and like in college with my roommates. So like actually being on my own and having to like figure stuff out was definitely like that graduation to the adult table. I was like, oh, now I'm an adult. I wasn't an adult at 18, but now I am. <laughs> Mm-hmm. when you're by yourself you're like you're you have to you're held accountable for like feeding yourself and all the all this other stuff the dishes. <laughs> yeah I see you <laughs> so if you were to like talk to your younger self about this and you could tell them like one thing to like look out for or be like hey this is something you wish that you've known earlier I guess in a sense is there anything that you that comes to mind um I would tell younger me to like make the most out of the three fourths of a senior year I had because I'm not going to get a graduation. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel worse for people that are graduating this year. They didn't even have a year, so at least yeah. I got something. But um, yeah, that's probably what it'd be like. There's some times I look back now. I was like, damn, I should have just gone full, full blast instead of you know being like, oh, I need to study for like this one test that won't really matter because I'm still going to graduate. <laughs> what do you mean by full blast (laughs) what would you have done in your senior year just like I feel like you know like you kind of keep like your like your whenever you like go out or do like fun stuff it's kind of like limited to the weekend because like during the week it's like you know I gotta go to class gotta do my homework all that stuff like I feel like if I had known that I wouldn't get like the last bit of my senior year and then like we would be in a pandemic for a year I would have been like no like we're just doing as much stuff as possible, like every single day. Like I'm gonna go see my friends this day. Like I can figure out how to do my homework later or something. Yeah, because when I think back in college, I'm like, oh, I don't really remember all the times I was studying late in the library. Well, even though I spent a significant time there, I remember yeah, like, like I wish I could have made yeah. those memories outside of like mm. academic life mm-hmm. in college. Mm. But like I did, but you know, like more memories. Yeah. No, I feel that like I think I was ready to graduate at the end of last year, but it was just knowing that it wasn't like it just kind of came out of nowhere and I didn't have that end to do all the other things. I guess I was saving it all up for like the last 
couple mm-hmm. months of yeah. my school, like, oh okay like all of my friends we could do this and then now that it's been a year all these people have like moved away going off and doing their own thing so you kind of like miss that yeah closure. like that's like the one point in your life where like literally all your friends live within like a couple miles of you like that's, that's never true. gonna happen ever again <laughs> yeah and so it just kind of sucks to not have been like having that last one you know big hurrah with everyone mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's funny actually at, at northeastern even like growing each year each year everyone goes around further and further but even freshman year it was like a 10 minute walk and I was like oh this is too far oh, like too long. I want to hang out with people in my dorm and now people are like an hour away or you're trying to get people like even in just the region of the United States just hang out yeah I think one of my favorite things about UCSB is that I don't think a lot of other colleges have this but like literally maybe like 95 percent of people like all live within three miles of UCSB because like we have this community called Isla Vista which is right next to campus and that's where like all of us almost all of us live it's like literally like you just walk over to your friends houses within a couple minutes and all that so it was really weird to go from that to like my friends are in a different state (laughs) yeah I think also like when you're not in school you like I didn't I think I didn't feel like I had free time in school but I did like I could take naps like during the day or just like randomly just like message someone and be like hey do you want to hang out right now or like study hangout and like we could just do have those like spontaneous hangouts but now it's like I have to plan put it in the google calendar and then plan for at least like a 30 minute drive anywhere <laughs> you gotta tell me like California. three to five business days beforehand that's so true figure everything out <laughs> The amount of like schedulers I had to send out to like, okay, we got to get a couple people on this call. Like <laughs> let's send them one to me. One is good. Like, <laughs> so much more work. I know. It's part of growing up. Yeah. Yeah. You youngins listening, you know, take advantage <laughs> of your college years. <laughs> when you go back to college in the fall, just go off. Yeah. <laughs> go off. Send it. <laughs> yeah. So is that the mindset that you're kind of carrying over in your PhD now too? Or are you going <laughs> to? Oh, I don't know. Um, so like how my program's working, like this first year has been mainly just classes. Mm. And then like, you know, the next couple of years are going to be the ones focused on research and all of that with, you know, a couple of classes mixed in here and there. But um, I'm excited to like just meet, like I've met a couple of them because like we're here in Irvine. Like, I'm excited for everyone to get here in my cohort and, like, all of us to actually physically bond in person because we're going to spend, like, you know, the next four years together. <laughs> and, like, I just want to, you know, I want to walk around UCI campus. Like, like, I feel like I barely know it. And, like, now I'm just, like, missing UCSB. But, like, hopefully once I actually get to go on campus, like, I can be like, UCI is pretty nice. And now I don't know because I just see pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it's like not open at all right now, right? I mean, it like if I wanted to, I could go drive there and like okay. walk around, but I feel like it's not the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. You need to feel the stress of the students there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch the undergrads suffer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as I once did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was wondering too. What are some of the goals that you have outside of? I guess like in personally, once you're done with your PhD or even like outside of space, like what are you looking forward to or trying to do? Honestly, I kind of haven't thought beyond my PhD program. Like I feel like I'll figure it out in maybe two years what I'm going to do. But like right now, I'm like, I still have four years, like for sure here. Like I, sh- I don't want to think beyond that right now. <laughs> I don't have the capacity. But um, 
I don't know. Like um, someone like asked me the other day, like, you know, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to be here doing my PhD. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't I feel like, especially with everything that's gone on the past year, like I just, my focus is just on like a very narrow range of the future, like maybe the rest of this year. And like beyond that, I'll deal with it later. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel like growing up, there is this idea that you really needed to have an idea of like five years, 10 years. You see it in shows and stuff like, oh, that's going to be the first interview question. But it's really reassuring to hear that like a lot of people, I guess, our age are feeling that same way. Jenny, I don't know if you feel similarly too about that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this year, it's just me, me trying to get through the week and then the next week. <laughs> I'm not really thinking too far ahead. I've had some like one-on-ones with my manager asking me about like my future plans and like what I want to do in terms of position and I'm just like I don't know and they're like you know what it's okay that you don't know yet because you're still early in your career and you can still kind of focus on just improving yourself and your skills before trying to figure out what to do next and so it is really comforting to hear like friends also doing that because I feel like we don't really talk about that too often sometimes with each other it's more just kind of like oh it seems like everyone's excelling and you feel behind. Um, but in reality, everyone's kind of just faking it um, <laughs> until we make it and we do make it. So it's like, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do know that there are people that are really like, they have like a set plan for like, cause they know exactly what they want to do. And that's great if you are there, not to say that that's like a bad thing, but everyone like goes at their own pace. So, um, mm-hmm. which is, which is good. Yeah. Okay. I think we can go to rapid fire stuff. So we have a rapid, a speed round uh, to end the podcast with. So yeah, we're going to alternate, me and Jason are going to alternate questions and then you can answer them. We can maybe expand on some things if, you know, it permits. Um, But yeah. So the first question will be, uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? Do you have a Disney go-to karaoke song as well? Specifically Disney? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. um, In general, probably a Coldplay song because they're my favorite band. Plug Coldplay real quick. (laughs) (laughs) um that disney song i have to think about this i don't know if i know any of them well enough to like karaoke it yeah i don't know that's fine (laughs) like i can sing them like non-karaoke but i don't know if i could do it without like the actual singers Mm. Mm -hmm. that's fair okay so if you could eat one type of cuisine for the rest of your life what would it be I gotta stay true to my roots and say Indian. Mm. Okay. Is there like a particular dish that you would? Um, honestly, eat? like all of it, any of it. Okay. I could okay. just live happily. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a, uh, do you have a dream place to live? No strings attached. So like, no, don't have to worry about like money or like work location. Like if you could live anywhere. Mm-hmm. I would want a very nice, very big, like beachfront mansion somewhere like mm-hmm. here in SoCal. Okay. Okay. Saying so calm. Like but um, I'm not getting that on my, you know, academic salary. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you need help buying a place on our last episode, we talked about a little tip to <laughs> purchase real estate. Oh, the letter. I love letters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't know was a thing, but if you. Write, I didn't know like, either. But like that's really. Cool. I, that's a good way of, yeah. you know, guilt tripping. <laughs> To follow up too, someone, another listener said that it basically almost worked for them as well. So we're, we're really racking in some uh, positive data here. <laughs> too bad Steph didn't do one. 
Mm. Yeah, but he already has the house now, so. <laughs> I know. But like, I would have loved to have seen him sit down and write like a love letter to the guy that was <laughs> Me and my best friend, Jenny, want to live somewhere. And <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay, next one. So what are two or three things uh, you cannot live without? And the first two would probably be like my phone and by extension, my laptop, um, just because especially, you know, this year, everything has to do with having a laptop, right? And, you know, okay. having Wi-Fi and all that. Um, <laughs> that could count as one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, this is very cheesy, but I definitely could not live without, you know, my family and my friends, because as much as like, I do like being alone sometimes, like I need to see people sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. Are you an, uh, like an introverted or extroverted person? Um, I would say I'm an extrovert. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but I do, yeah. you know, sometimes I'm like, mm, we don't want to talk. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, do you have a favorite movie or TV show, I guess? This is going back to films. That's too hard. I can't pick if you one. you had to choose, I guess, okay, if you had to choose like one or two, like that you really recommend people watch. That's what still that too be? hard. Oh. <laughs> Wait, how how large of a list do we need to be? Uh, be Man, better? like at least a hundred. Like, <laughs> okay, there's so many few. good ones. Just name a couple that you like really recommend people watch. Like our list. Uh, you know what? Well, just since we talked about it earlier, like uh -huh. if you haven't seen Star Wars, go watch Star Wars. That's that's eleven right there. You're welcome. <laughs> True. Okay. But um, you know what? That. If you really want recommendations, people that are listening can just hit me up. I will send you True. a list based yeah. on what I think you'll like. They're just so many different genres and like they're all different. Like Star Wars isn't the same as like Citizen Kane. Like those are two different worlds. You know, there's it's too long. I need a list, big list. Okay. All right. I'll hit you up for that list too later. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I would love to, you know, educate you or begin your education. Yeah, starting very awesome. of course. Okay. Okay, cool. I think that's all the time we have for the rapid fire questions. We do have a couple last questions that we like to ask kind of in the theme of the adult table as well. What is one thing you did recently that made you feel like a real adult? And what is one adult thing that you wish you knew sooner? Um, well, I filed taxes for the first time ever this year. Nice. So that was very adult, even though like I didn't start making money until September. So I didn't actually have to pay anything. But uh, <laughs> that was that was a big adult. I was like, wow. Mm. People actually have to do this every year. Yeah. <laughs> I just gained so much respect for my parents. Mm -hmm. Personally, I have not filed my own taxes. My parents have been doing it. So I'm not considered a real adult <laughs> in that sense. But do you file online on like TurboTax or something? Is that how people do it? Or is it um, I actually like, well, like I did get some help from my dad because like he usually okay. goes through like an accountant. So like they were like, oh, Ooh. fill out this form and like yeah. send it to us. I was like, okay, oh, just okay. filling out that form was stressful. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to like get investigated. I'm like, they're not going to investigate you for like this amount of money that you made. Like, what are you, what are you so scared of? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel you. It's like, I think I saw a meme or something. It's like people were like, like shouldn't the IRS, like, cause they're, you're filling out your own information, but they're supposed, they should know or they, need to like reference to make sure that you're not lying or like if they already know like why do i have to file no yeah i think that's like a whole thing like the irs could technically just automatically send us refunds and stuff yeah but you know is that how it works in other countries like do they just automatically do it is, is this whole time i don't know that's a good question 
we'll figure this out as a group. <laughs> I think we all need to band together to figure out what taxes are and how to do <laughs> That's what SACE needs. Like, yes. teach us how to do taxes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, like, I think workshops related to all these like adult things would be so, so beneficial. SACE Pearl stuff. There mm. you go. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm writing it down. <laughs> yeah. One financial. I don't know anything. <laughs> 401k <laughs> retirement. That always comes up, I feel like. Um, when people say like adult things and I think it, it's because it's like such a big thing when you're like I know I'm like I'm very glad like I don't need to figure out a 401k right now because <laughs> that's beyond me <laughs> and hopefully I'll know enough and we can like all help you <laughs> when that time comes well, yeah. when I when I'm actually you know having a job yeah 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 <laughs> one adult thing I wish I knew get TSA pre and come to national convention 2021 in Atlanta Georgia Ooh, in October. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> TSA check, pre-check, that's adult things. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, TSA pre is yeah. amazing. <laughs> I don't have that. I should probably get that, but I was also didn't haven't It's worth like worth it's it. like 80 bucks for 5 years. It's worth it. Oh yeah, for 5 years. For five. Yeah. yeah. I think it's for like a couple of years. Like I still yeah. haven't renewed it and it's been oh. a few years since I got it. So you just get to skip the line and you don't have to take off your shoes. I'll take off my shoes. Yeah. They don't even look that hard in my bag. Not that like I have stuff, you know, they right, need. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's good yeah. to know. Yeah, he's, really a, he's a lifesaver. Especially like in big airports. I know that um Chase has like a um a deal where you like is it their preserve or preferred card? One of them. You get like pre you get pre-check, you get like access to lounges and stuff. Which like I have oh, to that's like, yeah, did. if you get the fancy card. I want to yeah. get it like once I can start traveling places again. It's like so. this heavy metal card. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Cause I had one of those, like the preferred reserve. Well, I don't know what one of the are. sapphire ones. Yeah, sapphire. And um like, I have the lower was, like, tier. Yeah, I have the lower tier one. Um, <laughs> I want to be able to like travel enough treated. to get the higher tier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like now that like they have my history, I'm like, please give me sapphire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want, I, I want I access like, to those lounges. Yeah, same. I've, I've never been in any of them. Mm -hmm. Like, so I'm like, what's... what's can you, like, bring other people doors? or is it just You me? can bring, I think, like, plus one or... Like, okay, plus okay. One, so one of us just needs to get the card. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just let the other person in. Because, <laughs> like, they have free food and, like, drinks, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's a nice chairs, man. Yeah, true. Nice chairs. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's um, my goal. That's my, like, future goal. Okay. Chase Sapphire. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I see that. Enjoy airport lounges. Yes. Yeah. So, thanks, Shweta, for coming on the adult table. Um, not only are you one of the podcast's biggest supporters, always uh, commenting <laughs> on on our stuff, but you, like I said, are so involved in SACE and everywhere, and you are that familiar face, whether you believe it or not. Everyone and all those positions and stuff. So. I'm um, glad that we got to know you a little better and hope the SACE community kind of feels better reaching out to you, approaching you at any event. So do you have any socials or anything that you want to plug for the listeners? Oh, yeah, I want to be an Instagram influencer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, if you really want to, you can find me on Snapchat as well. Um, it's the same handle, I think, on all of them. It's um at Swetha with two H's and three A's because um, someone already took my like regular name. Mm. <laughs> so I just added letters. <laughs> Let me make an account. 
if you really want to, you can like look me up on LinkedIn and we can talk professionally. Yeah. But Get you those know. endorsements. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, you can just hit me up on any of those avenues. Or if you really want to email me, you can do that too. But I'm always happy to talk to people about anything under the sun. And get that recommendation list from her too for movies and TV shows. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so don't forget to subscribe to us so you know when episodes come out. And you can also follow us on Instagram at the Adult Table Podcast for any updates. And we also have a feedback form uh, open if you want to give suggestions for future guests, um, questions you want answered. Doesn't have to be specific to a guest or any general feedback. We would love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, check it out in our link tree in our Instagram bio for more information. So I'm Jason Chin. And I'm Jenny Chung. And we'll see you next time at the adult table. Thanks for listening. Bye.